Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Deacon Zach Schaefbauer, very soon to be Father Zach Schaefbauer. In fact, if you're hearing this on the yeah, radio, he's you? Zach. He's Father <laughs> Zach Schaefbauer already. <laughs> uh, he comes in to tell us how he got his call to the priesthood um, and just fill us in on what he's looking forward to, what he might be worried about, which is basically nothing from what I remember from the <laughs> interview. He's not worried. He seems not worried about anything, so... I think he'll be great. Um, first, we have Dr. Chris Bergwald here for Biblical Bites with Dr. B. Before you start, I have I keep forgetting to say this at the end of the show, so I want to say it now. If you like to watch this show on video or Catholic Views on video, or if you haven't yet, we now have it available on rumble.com, I believe at SF Diocese. Yes, at SF Diocese. So come join us on Rumble or YouTube. I don't know why you'd want to watch the video, but sometimes it's fun. <laughs> Wow. Right? Right. Wow. It's kind of funny sometimes. Uh, that might be true about the rest of Catholic Views, but not Biblical Bites with Dr. Right, B. Right, right, right. You're right. That's always great. You get to see Dr. Berg. <laughs> uh, the only reason that you're so excited about uh, soon, very soon to be Father Zach Schaefer is because he's going to be at your parish. He will be at Let's Holy be Spirit. Honest. He was there um, during this, uh, last summer. Last summer. As, as and yeah, he yeah. did homily several times and he was fantastic. Yeah. So looking yeah, forward to it. Great. I told him he has big shoes to fill. Behind Father Tony Klein, yeah, that got a good laugh out of him. So, Father, well, they're they're good friends. Yes, I didn't know that until yeah, he are. laughed hysterically when I said right. that. So, Father Tony Klein of St. Lambert's Prince. <laughs> anyway, Renee, yes, Biblical Bites with Doctor B. What's today? Today is Ascension Sunday. Yes, moved from Ascension Thursday yes. in our diocese. Yes, unlike every diocese, uh, not not all dioceses. Correct. Do that. Not, right. And it actually, so they have the, they have the option within that's, that's what this is within our lifetime, right? That yes. this happens. Um, that, that's why I'm so messed up. Everything seems like it should be a holy day. Is it used, used, it used to be to, a lot of, and yeah. now a lot of them have yeah. been shifted to Sundays. Sundays. Yep. Yeah. Um, so there are, and usually this decision, this, this decision, this decision could be made uh, diocese by diocese, mm-hmm. but it's usually made actually province by province. So oh, in the right, United right. States, there's like 14 ish. Right provinces kind of just to organize geographically. Right. So we are in province eight, which is all the dioceses in Minnesota and, and both Dakotas, right. North and South Dakota. So it's 10 dioceses and our province decided as many provinces did right. to move it to Sunday. Um, but, but just to our everyone. South, yeah. the province of Omaha um, and I don't know if all the dioceses, to be honest, in the province, but I know that the archdiocese of Omaha, it's still celebrated. Yeah. You say not every U S diocese has or province has shifted no, to Sunday. No, so no, some, some, it's not universal. Some, it's not universal. Um, but yes. And so in our diocese today, instead of being the seventh Sunday of Easter, it is Ascension Sunday. Mm-hmm. So the reading, um, and so the reading for today is therefore from Thursday. So right. people in, down in Omaha would have heard. So if, if they, so yeah. then they do it. Do we do a different daily mass on Thursday? Then? Yes. Readings. Okay. Yeah. So, so correct. Like, okay. uh, so we're today, recording this yes, on, Thursday. on Thursday, um, in Omaha today, they celebrated Ascension Thursday. Uh, I went to new mass cathedral and there it was Thursday of the sixth okay. week of Easter. Interesting. So the, the readings though for Ascension, whether Thursday or Sunday, the gospel reading is it starts this way. You don't always hear this. A reading from the conclusion of the Holy okay. Gospel according to Luke. Mm-hmm. So the church actually reminds us this is the very end of the Gospel of Luke. So Luke has Luke wrote two volumes of sacred scripture. Oh, okay. The oh, Gospel, right. 
and Acts of the Apostles. Yes. Uh, and they Good do thing overlap. you said that and didn't ask me to say right. that. <laughs> I hope you would have known that, but anyway. <laughs> I forget things. <laughs> uh, so they, that's true. They overlap, though, in the telling of the Ascension. So in, for the gospel reading, we hear oh. uh, the gospel version of the Ascension. Uh, and I'm just flipping back quickly. So in yep. Acts, is it at the beginning? So Acts, yeah. It's, okay. It's, uh, yep. So th- the first reading for Mass today is Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11, where you get Luke's Acts account okay. of the Ascension. And the Gospel is from the end of his Gospel, where we get the Gospel version. Right, right. So just, I would, just the thing I want to highlight quickly, this is later on, the very end of Luke's Gospel, the end of the reading for today. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, raised his hands and blessed them. As he blessed them, he parted from them and was taken up to heaven. They did him him homage and then returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple praising God. So the thing that I want to just draw our attention particularly to, the Gospel of Luke ends with the the disciples where? Did you catch? In the temple. In the temple. Mm -hmm. And where does Luke's Gospel begin after his little four verse prologue. Do you remember like the narrative, the story? Luke, it begins in Bethlehem. No. Uh, where no. does it begin? I don't. Zechariah. Oh, sure. Where he is uh, struck dumb. Deaf. Yes. Yes. Dumb. Both actually. Both. He can't hear or speak. <laughs> and where does that happen? Must be in the temple. It's <laughs> That's where I'm going. It's, yeah. So Zechariah, where uh, Gabriel announces that John the Baptist is going to be born, oh. um, that Zechariah in his old age and his wife, who's barren Elizabeth, um, will conceive, uh, they'll conceive and bear a son, John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. That happened in the temple. So Luke begins and ends his gospel with um, disciples followers, righteous men and women in the temple, giving praise and glory to God. And we are invited to do the same. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out because I never noticed that before. Um, And now I'll be listening. You bet. Thanks. In the studio with me today, I have currently Deacon Zach Schaefbauer. Welcome, Deacon Schaefbauer. Thank you, Renee. Good to see you here. Yep. We are just a couple days. We are recording this on Wednesday, the 25th of May. Uh, Deacon Schaefbar will be ordained in two days, Friday, May 27th. So this becomes a little bit weird because we're not really sure if we should call him father or deacon yet because this airs on Sunday. So if you're hearing this on Sunday, he's father Schaefbauer now. (laughs) (laughs) It gets a little weird, but we're going to call him Deacon Schaefbauer for now because that is what he is sitting in front of me right now. So I'm glad you could come in today. So we're going to find out what, how you got your call of the priesthood. Um, find out a little bit about you and some things like what you might be looking forward to uh, as as a priest. So I'm excited because these episodes, people love these episodes. So be ready. You'll get a lot of attention here. Oh boy. <laughs> I didn't tell you that before, <laughs> did no, I? You didn't. <laughs> okay. So um, will you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Where you grew up, your family, things like that. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was born in Aberdeen, South Dakota, mm-hmm. and then my family moved to Mobridge, South oh, Dakota. Okay. Uh, I was about a year old. Uh, so I lived in Mobridge <clears throat> till a f- my freshman year of high school. Oh, so okay. about 14 years. Okay. And then uh, we moved back to Aberdeen. So I attended Ron Colley Catholic High School. Mm-hmm. Um, graduated in 2014 and uh, entered uh, college seminary, mm-hmm. St. John Vianney College Seminary at uh, the University of St. Thomas mm-hmm. in St. Paul, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, and did my undergraduate in philosophy there, and then was asked to study theology in Rome uh, by Bishop Swain. So I did uh, 
theological studies in Rome for three years, mm-hmm. and then was uh, back here at St. Paul Seminary for uh, this past year, uh, okay. finishing up formation. Okay. So, um, brothers and sisters? Yeah, so I'm, I'm the oldest of four boys. Okay. I've got three younger brothers. Goodness. It's yeah. been wild at your house growing up, I bet, hasn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, my poor mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so your mom was on, actually, with us. Uh, was that last week? It was last week. Um, your your mom and dad were okay. on the show with us to talk about the fishing, the char- Bishop's Charity Fishing oh, Tournament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she seems like someone who can hold her own, even with four boys in the at house. At least she learned to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it was a little crazy there. Growing up with, you know, five men in the house is, uh, yeah. teaches you things. Yeah, yeah. And so. Moberge is not a real big town. Right? No, about 3,000. 3, okay, it's people. bigger than I thought. Yeah. So you didn't go to Catholic uh, school your entire life, just high school. Yep, so it's public okay. school up until even yeah. the first couple months into freshman year before we moved. Yeah, yep. so even public school can turn out a priest, right? Wow, <laughs> yeah. Right? It wasn't public school that did it. Do not misunderstand me. <laughs> It was surely the four years of high school at Ron Colley. Because Ron Colley is really, um, I've heard so many good things about it. I haven't been up to Aberdeen in many years since I was in high school, but mm-hmm. um, I've heard such good things about Ron Colley. Yeah, the, the community life, I think, is what's uh, phenomenal about it as a high school, mm-hmm. as even just the school system at large. Uh, and that was one thing when we moved. You know, I was still kind of, uh, uh, as the new kid, you're kind of the outcast to yeah. some degree because no one knows you. Right. Um, they've all been going to school with each other for oh, forever. Yes, yes. But it only took about a year. Oh, and, good. Uh, especially my class was very, uh, very much like a family, mm-hmm. and even the parents were very involved in our lives. And uh, so, yeah, the community aspect of that really helped nourish and foster good friendships, yeah. and it made high school enjoyable at least. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's that's an accomplishment right there. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Um, okay. So did you have a plan for your life before you went to seminary? Like, did you think I'm going to be, a lot of people would be like, I was going to be a fireman or whatever it was. Did you have a plan? <laughs> He's uh, laughing. Like, this is going to be a good story. I feel like, I don't know. I had one, I had one plan. Uh, I wanted to play college basketball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no boys ever say that or right, football. <laughs> right, right. Were you really good at basketball? I'll let people tell you. People can speak to their own there. Okay. okay. Um, I worked at it pretty hard until about sophomore year of high school. Okay. Because um, it was sophomore year when uh, I started asking more of the vocational questions mm-hmm. and such, but um, still love it to this day. I love basketball. Uh, I had an interest in um, teaching, so okay. uh, particularly literature, uh, oh. lit studies, English studies. Okay. <clears throat> but I also uh, landscape architecture, too. I always like doing yard work. Those are very different things. I but, know, very different. But that's that's really good. So, yeah. uh, so are you a writer or are you just love to read and love literature? Uh, I'd say both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's terrified right now. <laughs> we always need writers. You never know yeah. when that might pop up. Um, well, good. So can you, so I, after talking with your parents about the fishing tournament, I know that you were very involved in going to the fishing tournaments every year, you and your brothers, but I want to know how you got your call to the priesthood. And did that fishing tournament have any impact on that too, in that, in that story? Sure. Um, well, the one, the one thing I always remembered uh, about the fishing tournaments mm-hmm. as a kid mm-hmm. is that the priests were normal. Right. <laughs> priests and seminarians. But no, so I've told this story a number of times, but with, uh, so Father Sean Haggerty, mm-hmm. pastor at St. Lambert's right now, he, uh, I still remembered when I was about 
you know, nine or 10 years old playing basketball with him, uh, as a seminarian, mm-hmm. you know, at the fishing tournament. Sure. So, um, just the interaction with them, uh, really brought their humanity alive in mm-hmm. my eyes. Mm-hmm. And my parents were also very good about just having the, our parish priest over uh, oh, for okay. dinners throughout our lives. Um, so the priesthood was not seen as anything. It was extraordinary because there's only right. someone you saw once, once or twice a week. Right. Um, but it wasn't so extraordinary that it wasn't out of the question of, sure, I could do this. I could see myself doing this. Sure. Um, but my vocation, I think particularly started, uh, when I was in fourth grade, father, oh. uh, John short, who I believe is now in Redfield. Yeah, I think so. Um, he asked if I wanted all to serve and I had been asking him for about a year and I loved all to serving. Okay. Uh, so much so. And, uh, apparently, I was decent at it. What, what did you love about it? I, Just, I still, even to this day, I don't know how to put words to it. <laughs> okay. You know? <laughs> okay. Just being uh, up there and being part of it, I imagine. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah, there's something about with boys, with men, is we like rank and file. Like, oh, sure. we all like the military, and there's mm-hmm. something orderly, uh, uh, mm-hmm. an ordered work, an ordered prayer, you could say, uh, when you altar serve. So, I wasn't thinking that as a 10 year old, obviously, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but looking back on it, that's one of the things I think I, I enjoyed was mm-hmm. this is the way I pray. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the way I get uh, involved with the church's life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it kind of started there. Uh, I served up through eighth grade then we moved to Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. And since I was still kind of new and at that point really just not really into the faith, um, what? There was a time when you weren't as into the faith? I was I was more so if, than most people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but in my mind, you right, know, just right. wasn't top priority. Sure, Basketball sure. still was number one. Yep. Um, but it was Father Haggerty, my, being my sophomore year of high school, when he was the associate at Sacred Heart, he got me back in altar serving. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, uh, with him and Father Shane Stevens, the pastor, um, yeah, the vocation really flourished because of uh, the knowledge, the depth of, of liturgy that I learned from those two mm-hmm. and what, how the priesthood's involved with that. I almost saw the priesthood as like the fulfillment of the altar serving life. Oh, you know? so that's so important to hear because, um, a lot of times parents maybe don't, aren't really keen on having their boys be altar servers for one reason or another, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or boys aren't very excited about it. Maybe they won't want to hear that. That's <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, but yeah. honestly, that is where, where they can learn and see that priests are normal. Yeah. Or normal mm-hmm. people, so it's good to hear you say that. Yeah, and, and not to cause any tension here, but <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, there's, right there's uh, we forget about the psychological psychological connections that kids make, mm-hmm. you know, uh, without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So when a boy is uh, serving and he's wearing his cassock and surplus, for example, and he sees the priest come in to the sacristy in his cassock and he starts vesting in the same mm-hmm. uh, type of material, he starts making those connections right. to say, well. This is him uh, doing the same thing that I'm doing, but greater and right. larger. And so the boy actually realizes that by altar serving, I'm doing something that the priest himself is doing. Right. So I think I was making those connections yeah. along the way. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. So. so when did you decide to go to seminary? <laughs> and how did that happen? Yeah. Uh, See if he remembers. It hasn't been that long ago. No, it? no, it's just... <laughs> You, you try to, you sit here, I read those questions you give beforehand. I think, uh-huh. how can I summarize a 20 minute, you know, story into a three I know, minute answer, I know, right? I know, I um, know. 
I, uh, our blessed mother had a big influence on okay. it. Um, so learning to uh, pray in the rosary um, every day before going to bed as an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a m- number of things. Uh, I had a moment where I thought I'd heard Our Lady's voice, whether mm-hmm. or not I did. That's mm-hmm. what we will be revealed in the end. Um, but it was about my sophomore year uh, when I started uh, from the impetus of, of Our Lady entering into the, the, the faith, mm-hmm. entering into what the church teaches. Um, so I think it was about the end of my sophomore year that I thought, I think I want to do this. I want to go to seminary. Wow. Yeah. And was that scary to realize that? Or was it? Uh, to a degree. Okay. I think at the time I was still, especially my junior, I was pretty infatuated with, with. Uh, I mean, it's like when you fall in love the first time, mm-hmm. right? You can't sure. stop thinking about it. Sure. Um, and you don't see anything wrong. You know, you see, it's only... <laughs> Sunshine it's all, it's and rainbows. All good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, yeah, I was, I loved, I loved the faith that I was studying, that it was being revealed to me and through, through prayer, through the, uh, the teachings, through the liturgy, and I wanted to share this with people. Right. And that was what I wanted to do with my life. Right. Uh, if you're just joining us, I'm talking to currently Deacon Zach Schaefbauer, soon to be Father Zach Schaefbauer. Um, so how did your family react? when you told them, Hey, I think I'm going to go to seminary or I am going to go to seminary. A mom was pretty excited. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dad was, he wasn't against it. That was the mm-hmm. thing, but he was, I think as I look back on it, a very, uh, a very fatherly thing to do was he said, okay, well, if this is what you want, be patient, take mm-hmm. your time. Um, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So he's always been of the mindset to never force anything right. upon us. Right. Um, as so long as it's, if it's a good thing, well, we can pursue it if we desire. And I think that's a good way for parents to respond because in your time in seminary, there's a lot of discernment going on. Right. And and you don't want to be, there's those guys in seminary who mm-hmm. it's, are they there on their own accord, on their own will, or is this like their mom's vocation right. or their dad's vocation? Right. You know? Right. Um, so and if the, you're going to be a good priest, you have to make that decision it's for be yourself. Yours. Yep. It's got to yeah. be your, yeah. your call. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any fears going to seminary? Or, or how did, let's ask it. Let's go here first. What was the best part of seminary? Oh, best part, definitely the fraternity. Okay. Um, and then I'm particular in this, I think, uh, the studies. I love, okay. I love the studies, so. That's good because yeah. there's a lot of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is not an easy path, is it? Right, right. No, no. Were there some struggles? There? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, especially as you get closer, mm-hmm. uh, to the end, it's uh, like all things in life. When you make transitions or when mm. things become real, you start to see reality. Right. Um, priests aren't perfect. Uh, the church, at least in its members, isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the parish life is not, you know, <laughs> sunshine and rainbows, like I said nope. earlier. There's a whole <laughs> lot of mess. Uh, sin's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And you, I think rightly so, start to question, you know, is this something I really want to do? Not to mention uh, the aspects of celibacy. So mm-hmm. literally thinking about, I will not have a wife. I will not have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so loneliness being a real thing sure. that you have to sure. encounter. Was that something that was a struggle for you? Or was that, because I know it is, it's different for every man, I mm-hmm. think, as they go mm-hmm. through that. How was that for you? Yeah, I guess my biggest fear was always loneliness. Yeah. Believe it or not, um, from the time I entered. Um and the Lord provides. I mean, I've, not to like brush it aside, but that was probably the hardest thing to get mm-hmm. through. And 
with seminary, it's sometimes easy to forget about it because you have your brothers, seminarians. Right. Um, and I know as priests we have fraternity, but it's just uh, not the same as having yes. that permanent companionship. Yep. You know? And it depends on if you're in a rural parish or where you are. Right. Sometimes that can be very lonely. And I think we as lay people should remember that for our priests because, um, as you said, Father Haggerty, your parents had priests over for supper a lot. That's actually really important that we do that mm -hmm. to help priests uh, avoid that loneliness. Yeah, it's a communal effort. Yeah. I mean, just like as the priest gets involved with the lives of the faithful and mm -hmm. at, from the beginning of life to the end of life and everything in between. Um, the priest, we don't say this, but it's, um, I think it could be stressed more as it takes also the Catholic community to support the priest. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard for us to support when we, <laughs> we're standing on, you know, sand, right? Right, so, right. Um, yeah, and a lot of, there are a lot of good faithful in our diocese. That's one thing I've, I've been very grateful for in, in the Sioux Falls diocese is the people are very generous, yep. very open with their time. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad you've experienced that so far. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're going to be ordained in two days. Have you had time to process this? I've tried. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> uh, usually, so we have three, of course, being ordained this year. And as with last year, I end up interviewing one of you before ordination and then the other two after. So you, we don't get to hear your best memories. So we'll have to have you back sometime. But is there any part that you think will stand out to you? Because um, obviously you've been to ordinations. Uh, is there a part you're most looking forward to? Anything like that? Uh, besides the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> getting getting it done? Getting the it cake at the with, end? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Saying mass for the first time. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously yeah. that's not ordination itself, but... Um, but that's something to look forward to. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, so where will you say mass for the first time? Uh, Aberdeen, Sacred okay. Heart. Sacred Heart. So. Is that your home parish? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that'll be exciting. Yeah, yeah. Have you said... Have you... Uh, I know during your transitional deacon time, you were down at Holy Spirit here in mm -hmm. Sioux Falls. Mm -hmm. uh, did you, were you up at Sacred Heart at all during that summer? Uh, I was there at the opening weekend, so okay. I was able to preach okay. for my first time at okay. Sacred Heart. So this will be your second time then at Sacred Heart. Doing opening stuff, yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, it'll be great to be able to do that. Um, is there something you're most nervous about as a priest? I always, I always feel like this should be confessions. But it never is. It's always the confession's the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Like, that sounds crazy to a regular person. Because <laughs> we're all afraid to go, see? <laughs> so what are you, what's the most uh, intimidating maybe part? I mean, in my mind, immediately uh, the day-to-day, -day, mm -hmm. how to make a schedule as a priest. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and it, that that really just depends on the parish. And I got a glimpse of Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we do a lot of work in the mornings and then in the evenings, usually in the afternoons. So what do you, what do, you do in the afternoons? Right. Um, They'll keep you busy. I think so. We'll keep yeah, you busy. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of being a new priest, just want to settle in and yeah. intimidate by a whole bunch of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. But, um, yeah, you have some, honestly, you have some big shoes to fill with Father Klein as the associate. <laughs> Not to make you nervous don't, or anything. Don't give him but, credit. <laughs> Do not give him that much credit. Father Tony has been great. I actually feel like you're going to be very similar to him in a lot of ways. I There's there's a story here I think we might have to hear sometime. <laughs> All right. Um, what's been the biggest blessing so far of your journey? I, I'm, I would say there was... Uh, 
it was a big moment. It was two really big moments of my second year of theology. So mm-hmm. a couple of years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, a few things that happened on my 30 day silent retreat that originally I wasn't planning on doing, uh, changed my life. And then there was a professor, uh, who really altered in the best way possible, my view of the faith mm-hmm. of the life of faith of, wow. of, of what it means to live as a Catholic, uh, man and a Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say, yeah, the a- academia and then just the surprises that the Lord gives on, uh, in those areas that you either don't want to do or that mm-hmm. you at least expect it mm-hmm. uh, to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, wish I could talk to more, talk more about that, but that's totally fine. But yeah, I'd say those were, theology too is just a big year of, yeah. you know, shifting, uh, my mind, like no seeing, seeing the fruit of intellectual formation right. play out practically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really good to hear because I think a lot of us feel like, well, priests must know everything and they're at the pinnacle of their faith. But even in when you're in seminary, when you're a priest, you're always learning things. There's so much to the Catholic faith. You're always learning. And we have to remember that as lay people that we don't have to be expected to know everything either. Even priests don't know, aren't, aren't they're not Jesus. They don't have all of it right now. So mm-hmm, it's always mm-hmm. good to hear that, I think. Yeah. So we know we have lots of work to do too. Yeah, and we have priests have to be good about saying, I'll get back to you. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, Don't make stuff up. <laughs> and I, I'm totally at fault with that. You know, we, it's very easy to want to say, okay, well, I know this and this enough, right. so maybe I can conceive an answer here quick, but no. I'm glad you don't. <laughs> okay. So the last thing I really want to uh, have you tell us. So if a young man came to you and said, hey, I'm thinking about becoming a priest, or I'm thinking about going to seminary, um, what advice would you give him? I'd probably first ask him why. <laughs> why? <laughs> Maybe not like that. Yeah. That's a good thing to ask. Yeah. Because uh, I'd really like to hear what it is that they uh, desire in the mm-hmm. priesthood. Um, and then I would say, depending, I guess, it really circumstances, right? Is mm-hmm. this a college kid? Is this a kid in senior in high school? You know, is he early in high school? Um, I would say, well, if this is something you really want to do, uh, you know, approach the church, present yourself and say, I think I want to do this. And if the bishop accepts you and you go to seminary, see that as a, a sign from God that he wants you there. Right. And then it's kind of the same thing. Like a uh, professor once said, we asked him, you know, how do you know when you're called to be a priest? And he says, well, after ordination, you became a priest. So, <laughs> so that's just, how you know you were called. Yeah. It's taking, yeah. it's taking the steps. It's, if this is something you want to do, put your whole heart and your mind to it. And, and take a step in the dark, that act of faith, and uh, all will be well. Yeah. I would just say, study study well. Yeah. Uh, study everything that you can yeah. would be my biggest advice to him. Yeah, great advice. Yeah. Okay, so a couple days, Two you're going you're gonna to be there. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming in. Will, I'm looking very much forward to you coming to Holy Spirit and being there for a couple of years. Um, we'll be throwing stuff at you from the front row when you uh, do good. homilies. That'll be good. <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming in. Thanks, Renee. You bet. All right. uh, If you didn't get to go to ordination, you can find uh, the ordination video at our YouTube page at SF Diocese. You can also usually access it from our website as well, sfcatholic.org. That is it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views. Mm